Yes, it's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. Howdy, folks. I'm Sleazy B. Martini, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. This is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time. The dangling thumb. And you're listening to Quality Time Broadcast. And they paid me After a brief 45-minute break, we're back. That's okay. Thank you. I, I got to vacuum up the plant. My cat's broke. Nice. And I lit a bunch of candles to temporarily mask the smell that's making me insane. Oh, mystery smells and all types of fun. Welcome back to Quality Time Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Woodworth, joined by the very talented, the very lovely Miss Ashley Pontius. Hi, Daddy. We are back. And you know what? Weird smells aside, at least we're both healthy and not in the hospital because we can't say the same about another member of our show, sweet Jeremy P. Woodworth. Um, He uh, uh, woke up Thursday morning of last week and uh, noticed that there was some numbness in his hand and as well as his face. Uh, he is one year removed from having a major stroke uh, last November. It's almost been about 11 months since that happened. Uh, so he decided to drive himself to the emergency room on his own accord, and they found that he had had he had like a, a mini stroke, a frosted mini stroke, and he is currently still in the hospital. Uh very much texting all the things that are on his mind constantly. Um, he is he, it, nothing has he is, hasn't become any better or worse uh, than how you remember him, folks. Well, you know, Eric, since it's Halloween season, you could almost say he had a fun size stroke. He did. It was just it's a fun size. You know, the kind of stroke you get for Halloween. Um, so we're wishing the best. Uh, I don't know when he will be out. He is. Uh, he's hoping he will be out soon. Uh, we of course hope that same thing. He is rather bummed that he couldn't see all his friends at Monster Mania and Hunt Valley this weekend, uh, as he was very much looking forward to it. And this was going to be a big weekend for him. I think his blood pressure popped because he had two. Too much going on. He was supposed well, to go see his hero, Brad Williams, on Friday. And then Saturday, uh, it was as Monster Mania. Of course, Jeremy, the rock and roll god of Monster Mania is Pogo the Clown. It's just a bummer weekend to have it. I know. I feel so bad because I know that he was looking forward to that. Would, would it be indelicate if I get us one of those whiteboards and then when he comes back, hopefully next week, I, where it says how many days without a stroke and I just erase it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just got that. We're back to zero days now. <laughs> he is he is a HIPAA and an OSHA violation all in one. <laughs> 
Ah, <laughs> oh, gosh. So yeah, we hope the best for the uh, for the yeah. big guy, and uh, hopefully he'll be back on the podcast soon. Um, now, uh, Ashley, you've been out though. You've been out about getting into some shows, doing some stuff. What tales mm-hmm. from the road do you have for us? I mean, I too have had a stroke this week. If it counts as stroke in that um, sorry, it was on my mind. I'm currently bleeding out of my pus, and it's Ooh. just, it just hurts so much. Um, but besides that, uh, it has been an exciting uh, week. I had a show last night at the Auto Bar, the second Saturday shit show, and um, I went as Sam Kinison, the uh, now dead comedian. Can I just say, Eric? Mm-hmm. I've never felt more beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I I rolled up last night looking like Mama Fratelli. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is what female Sam Kinison looks like, right? Yeah, like boys, get out of the cellar. Don't get out. I did tell the bartender from the stage that I was that I was Mama Fratelli, and I was like, if we had a baby, it would definitely be sloth. Oh <laughs> yeah, like, that oh, that you. eyeball would be plastered to the cheekbone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Some real jacked up teeth, be like baby Ruth, Ruth. Um, it's fine. That eye would be so lazy, it'd be collecting unemployment. <laughs> um, I said I was gonna mate with the bartender, not Tommy Simpazo. What are you talking about? Let's stop it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, you made me laugh um so the other thing is i did also say that i look like fat stevie nicks i was like they call me fleetwood big mac <laughs> uh what is it uh stevie braxton hicks there you go um isn't braxton hicks the method the uh like the heart has to do with the heartbeat or something like no. uh, Braxton Hicks is when you have false contractions. Oh yeah, those are contractions. Okay. Well, you're a big fat pregnant lady then. Never mind. I'm like, <laughs> wow, thank you, Eric. That's somehow worse. Thank I don't know. I so tried. Well, well, you know what? Unlike a pregnant lady, there's a man that picked me up and carried me around the bar. Oh. And I was like, sir. <laughs> I might let you fuck me. And he's like, no, I'm good. What, <laughs> what, what, did he say, sorry, I have to actually go fight uh, Godzilla after this and uh, do battle with the kaiju? <laughs> I'm kidding. You I'm know, sorry. my period, Eric, can turn this so quickly. And there's no Jeremy to buffer. Damn it. I'm sorry. No, that's awesome. So you got a piggyback ride and stuff? How did he, how did he lift you? I'm curious. No, he just—he's like I'm—I'm I'm a big fan, and I was like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I said like anything that would have triggered it, but he's like, oh, like I can pick up a big bitch, and I'm like, okay. And then he did—he just lifted me and started carrying me around. That was like, oh, like, okay. like baby style, like this, like <laughs> in your in, the, in front like, or over, the, or did he get you over the shoulder like, like this? Yeah. Oh, I was, I was like walking oh. out like a sack of potatoes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that apparently have gone bad because what the fuck is that smell in my apartment? I- Eric. Yeah, you're having a bad smell in your apartment. Have you burned sage? What if it's a what if it's a exorcist style thing? No, I don't need to. There nothing nothing could live with me. Like there's no there's no demon that could shack up with me for more than 24 hours. I'm like she's a fucking nightmare. Like <laughs> I got to go find something else to haunt or possess. Like this girl's already full of shit. I can't. I can't get in there. She's got too much going on. 
I, like, <laughs> so, I never have really burned uh, traditional sage before in my life. I just never take Jeremy's advice. That's what I call burning sage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I am burning candles um, because if you can't find and destroy the smell, mm-hmm. you pretend it's not there. Um, just like trauma. So I am. <laughs> what kind of candle do you have burning now? So I have a eucalyptus candle burning in the kitchen. And then I've got a spoopy pumpkin candle going in the living room because every room has a theme. It's like an Edgar Allan Poe story. Oh, look at that. Fall of the House of Asher. I was trying to do like Crusher. I don't know. (laughs) Usher and Ashley at the same time. It didn't work out, but. That's that's okay. What do you think? What's the worst case scenario of what the smell could be in your head here? So I've had the thought of like, even though I like to believe I'm insanely like clean, I like to live very Mm -hmm. clean and whatever. Um, Like worst case, like I thought maybe a mouse, like that I have no idea how it got in or like something small, like itty bitty creature. Mm hmm. But like it doesn't yeah. smell like it doesn't smell like body decay. It smells yeah. like food decay. Yeah, like, but I'm so good about cleaning out my fridge that I'm just like, what if there's a can of something in my pantry? Oh yeah, it's getting fat and swollen up, right? Mm-hmm. A little mm-hmm. bit of sardines creeping you know their way, weeping their way through the uh, the tin. You know what's gross, Eric? Yeah, I had two thoughts when you said <laughs> that about the can. One, that's disgusting, and two, mm-hmm. and I was like. Mm, I could go for some cock. <laughs> You're like fat and swollen, and I'm like, what else does it do? <laughs> like it's... Uh, what what if you found like you reach down and you're like, oh, what is this hole here? And you pull out like a dead animal, like a uh, like a raccoon or something. Is that, that worse? Would, that would be worse, but also I would feel so much better because I'd be like, ew. I couldn't help this disgusting thing. It's mm-hmm. not me. It's God and nature and cruelty. I didn't do this. That's so the same like, way I, would I feel, feel about better. Jeremy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> our little roadkill Bill. I love him. Um, roadkill Bill? <laughs> I don't oh, know. Fuck. I've talked too much. What's going on with you, Mr. Murder Mystery Man? Oh, no. So, yeah, I did a, uh, I got a couple of things for this one. Um okay. So, at, I had a, a show in the the Bright Box Theater on a on a, a Saturday night. There you last go. Last night. That was last <laughs> last night. I'm, I'm trying to paint a picture for our listeners, but I say okay. yesterday. But yeah, Saturday night, uh, okay. October 14th. I was at the Bright Box <gasps> Theater for Parents Sold. This is our Halloween murder mystery. We all dress up, and uh, one one of one of the bits in it is that, um, as you all know, that we. We do Laugh Finder with the great Tommy Simbazo. He yes. has spent about the year of his life printing and fabricating an entire Mandalorian armor, custom built for himself, sized. He's built everything by hand. It's a really, really beautiful piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but him just getting it there is already a thing. It comes. He has to carry all of the parts for it, the way it puts oh, together, God. in like a, like, you know, the biggest kind of plastic bin you can imagine, like everything. Like all, a Rubbermaid. Yeah, a giant Rubbermaid <laughs> bin. But it's like long style. Like it's as big as, it's like fo- the four footer, you know, long <laughs> with wheels. So it's a whole rig he has to put himself into to do it. So it's not like a little bit. And so he's taking his time. He's like, man, because here's the other thing. When he puts it on, 
it's hard to go to the bathroom in it. He has yes. to like get completely nude to go to the bathroom. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So he's just like, I haven't taken a shit yet. And I was like, after I put this on, we got two shows. So he has, he's trying to time himself um, to to take a shit, right? Because he's like, after I'm souped up in it, it's just me and my soup yeah. in here. Um, so <laughs> I tried to give him some tips. I offered him my favorite diuretic. It's called Flaming Hot Cheetos. Had a bag mm-hmm. with. I don't leave the house without that thing on me. But, and but can I ask though, real quick though, Eric, about your idea? Mm-hmm. Isn't the fear though that if you get diarrhea, you can't stop shitting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, you just go, you go one clean flush, though. You go one clean flush. You let it all out, you know? Okay. I just have so little control over mine. I don't know how you do it one and done, but okay. okay. I, it's just, it's a, com- it's a gift, you know? What can I say? Um, uh. And then, <laughs> so that, that's all fine, but it is a very intricate suit. It's also hot. He's sweaty, but he's worked, he's worked his ass off. I mean, he has parts in it where there's, he puts the helmet on and there's a speaker on his belt that actually makes his voice come out. So it sounds like he's like, like Star that's Wars. Wild. It's, it's fucking awesome. He has a full gauntlet right here that has like a light up thing um, that, you know, looks like there's little missiles in his arm. He built that, like he ripped a toy apart and put it into his own thing. That's so it's awesome. really cool. Right. Um, Nobody gave a shit about this thing when he was up there. <laughs> nobody, nobody in Winchester, Virginia even asked him about it. It was just, he was oh. just another person dressed up. Now, the bit in the show is that I dress up in much shittier costumes and then argue that mine is better. Well, they, they liked mine better. Okay. Now, listen, here's the funny part, Ashley. Okay. <laughs> I brought you all the way here to get this. Oh, no. So we're standing. Uh, by a, uh, we're doing like the attaboys at the end of the show, mm-hmm. you know, posing for pictures as you do after a great show. And uh, this lady comes over, and uh, she looks like she's talking to Tommy, and she goes, "Hey, does that does that light up like that?" Like, like he goes, "Oh yeah, you know, I actually took this apart from an actual toy and like this." And she goes. No, no, no. I mean you. And she points to mine. I am wearing a Michael Jackson glove that has a hole in it that just has sparkles all over it. And Tommy's face has the blood drained out of I was just like, I was like, oh no, just the light from here. It reflects off of it. And then I, I saw how mad Tommy was. He was like, yeah, you know, I built this myself. I actually got a 3D printer and I made <laughs> And loses it. It was a beautiful moment. <laughs> As I sat there with a shitty four-year-old Michael Jackson glove that's been mm. completely torn to shreds over <laughs> the course just of years. Fucking bedazzled. Yeah, it's just and a piece you, of shit. And, and am I wrong? You didn't even do that. You bought it that way. Oh, right? I hundred percent bought it. It's a. It, it probably cost six dollars in like twenty seventeen. <laughs> it's old too. It's not in good shape. That lady was like, "Hey, is that light?" <laughs> Just walk straight past. No, this thing. Not this thing you spent your life on. Uh, but it I was very funny. I would have paid for her to then look at Tommy and be like, Does, do you light up? And he's like, you bet I fucking do. And then he just clocks her. <laughs> I could hear the super soaker filled with piss and cum being cocked inside of his brain. She had sealed the deal on herself. I was just about to ask if Tommy's like, I have a vial. (laughs) (laughs) That's I feel I truly do feel bad. That is devastating. Mm. I can't wait to hold that over him during game night. (laughs) 
Uh, so that was fun. Great shows at the Winchester. By the way, awesome. if you want to catch us, we're at the DC Improv at the end of the month, as well as Magooby's Joke House. So uh, dialifeproductions.com gets you uh, links to all that shit. Now, listen, um, this is the other thing that had me laughing the other day before we get into mm-hmm. today's movie. Sorry, I pulled some... <laughs> I'm going to pull some things out of my teeth. Good for radio. Um, That's so hot. Have you ever uh, have you ever heard the song, Ashley? It's by uh, Bronski Beat, and it's called Small Town Boy. Have you ever heard this I song don't, before? No. It's an 80s song. I, uh, I, I'm just going to play a little clip for you so you can just get a little okay. taste of it real quick here. So I was listening to the song yesterday. I was like, he listen. He's a very, very high pitched falsetto. It's kind. It's a kind of lovely voice, right? Yeah. But I kept, <laughs> I kept thinking like, what, a, what? You know, this voice that you hear right here. It was like his pre-show warm up. Is he just? has some person come over and just stomp on his balls for like 30 minutes to get like ah! you know I got a big show tonight I need uh, I need you to put the stiletto pump really into this oh, oh there it is <laughs> Eric are you trying to make me slip out of my seat like what is the vibe today you're just I can't contain myself <laughs> You don't understand. The executives from Warner Brothers are coming tonight. Don't hold back. I need you to flatten them out like one of them smash burgers. <laughs> the gays are going to love it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, there's no other punchline to that. I just thought that was very funny to me yesterday. And uh, I needed to share it with you, you know? Thank, that's, thank you. I'm going to add it to my, my fuck playlist because I shared a song with Eric and the Laughender Boys that I said I want it to be my new intro. I couldn't get it I couldn't get it to link to Spotify because I know you said a Spotify link, but every oh, time I press it, it Eric, wouldn't go all the way through. You should, you should look it up. What? It's called Flick My Bean. Let's see. Let's see if I can find it. You know what? We got a little bit of time real quick. Yeah, we let's got just, some time. Let's be a little weird together. Little, uh, flick. I believe it's called Flick My Bean or Flicking My Bean. Is it by Is it by the South Park people? No. Is it by um, Daniel O'Donnell, maybe? Can you give me one second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pressuring me. Um, it's by Regina Harden. Regina yeah. Oh, I found. I think I found it. Here we okay. go. Let's see. It'll probably play an ad really loud here first, which I'll try to mute. How no, I will not get the Sunday ticket. Okay. I'm right, too let's... poor. Right, this sounds pretty good. Welcome to the new music portion of Quality Time Podcast. We don't make our own songs, but we'll play some others. I'm in my room and I'm waiting all alone. And one hand is on my clit and the other's on the phone. And I'm using my big dildo, but I want your cock instead. Maybe you could come over tonight and dive into my spread. I'm on my own and I'm playing with my puss. Want to bounce on your neck <laughs> until I bust my pussy nut. Maybe we can try to fuck virtually just like Danger Cat. Talking dirty to me. Daddy, when I'm fingering my rat. Thinking about your cock in me when I want to flick my bean. Shoving things in all my holes. Dreaming about your sausage roll. Can you come and lick my ass? Let's see how long you can last. You can be the teacher and I'll be a student in your class. Got five fingers in my wap. This is pretty fucking good. This is. <laughs> I kind of love it. Suck it, fuck it, make 
glad that you're uncut. You can punch me for that cheddar every time you bust your nerve. <laughs> you know, I didn't. I didn't know Fleabag had an album. This is great. this is good. Um, from Fleabag to Teabag. Um, <laughs> this is good. So yeah, check Thank out you. "Flicking My Bean" by Regina Harden. Very yeah. good song. Uh, yeah, that should definitely be your laugh finder intro Thank music you. from now on. This is perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Really I just no one ever asked me if I wanted one, and I was like, you know what? I'm a confident young lady. What song can sum me up? And I'm like, sum me up. This song about to come me up because I'm damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Ashley, wonderful music. But uh, <laughs> let's move the show right along to this week's movie pick. Oh, man. And what a pick it was. <laughs> it's so great. Terror Vision from 1986. Um What's the best way to describe a terror vision? Do you know what? If you like the movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space, but you were like, man, I wish it were just a tear raunchier and uh, a little bit more funny, this is your goddamn movie right here. Yes. Can I say Killer Clowns from Outer Space meets society? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a little bit grosser than it. Yes. Um, because... It, it, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, actually, not really that gory. Uh, doesn't no. really have any blood at all. It's actually rated PG, I believe. But, mm-hmm. man, TerraVision is everything I wanted it to be and more. Um, it's directed Whoa. by Ted uh, Nicolau, uh, which I couldn't tell you another movie he did <laughs> ever, ever. Um, and then uh, has kind of a star-studded cast of B actors that we've seen from many other 80s films. Uh, it has uh, Diane Franklin, who uh, plays the daughter Susie. Uh, she's uh, she's famous from uh, one of the princesses from Bill and Ted. She's also in a movie I think you're more familiar with, The Amityville Horror 2, uh, the follow-up. <laughs> you know what's funny? I've seen every single one of those god-awful movies can't tell you that i remember she was in it <laughs> oh okay well she is uh you also it also has uh stars garrett graham uh who we've actually covered in a past episode chud two uh the chudning and uh <laughs> and uh also mary warnoff probably famous for uh, a bunch of 80s movies night of the comment rock and roll high school to boot so a lot of fun little cameos and not to mention oh the, what's his name um uh, John Grease, uh, who plays O.D. John Grease, uh, probably most famously known for Uncle Rico from uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Like, think oh I could, my God. think I could throw them over the mountains right there. <laughs> I knew his face was so familiar, and I could not place why I knew him. The only note I had about him was that he looks like a great value Ramon brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, that's, that's the great wild. Uncle Rico right there. That's uh, awesome. So, star study cast, but this is this is a really fun ride that we threw together this week. Ashley, what are your initial thoughts of Terror Vision? So, you know what's funny? Because I know we'll, we'll get into it, um, but there is fairly early on in the movie there is a line where they the parents make a bit about like swinging and i thought it was super funny i'm like oh that's like a really good bit that's that's hilarious Mm -hmm. they're going swing dancing 
And then we get into the movie, and I go, "Oh no! Oh my god! This is a wild yeah. fucking movie." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That we can just kick it right off. You, uh, okay. We, the first scene we see a, a, a an alien uh, who will learn, later learn is a, a character named Pluthar. Pluthar uh, z- presses some buttons, and then all of a sudden zaps a piece of energy from planet to planet to planet, eventually hurtling its way toward Earth. Uh, we're then met by Stan, uh, played by uh, Garrett Graham uh, of Chud 2, uh, and his wife Raquel, as he is trying to hook up his do-it-yourself, his DIY uh, satellite dish. I do love that the movie starts, though, with I think it was like a sign, or we're told, it says mutant creature disposal. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, man, that's whenever I block somebody from my DM. <laughs> So uh, he's put it together. We get to meet the family and their very odd house that has Greek statues. Um, she's uh, in full 80s attire doing her aerobics, getting her workout. We get to meet the uh, the son, Sherman, as well as Grandpa, who just wears his war medals around all day. He's a real kooky character, Grandpa, uh, as well as, uh, the, you know, the rest of the family. And um, the... Uh, person who is trying to hook everything up mr norton who is uh the guy he bought this lemon uh satellite (laughs) dish from this diy satellite this guy is the eric of the movie (laughs) yes yeah i can fix it don't worry it'll only take me two years yeah bitch um (laughs) so uh shortly after hooking it up uh they uh they, they, they get zapped by that giant piece of mutant disposal waste energy. It, it slams into it, and uh, all of a sudden, they got all the goddamn channels. Um, I do like that they turn it to channel 69, and that just is the porn channel, and it's just a constant orgy that's on all the time. It's just a nonstop... <laughs> It's not orgy. Uh, And the other channel they like to watch is the spoof channel, which is basically a a spoof of Elvira, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, which is Medusa's Midnight Madness, where she shows horror movies. And I pulled... Bitch. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, I'm just going to say it. And they make a joke about it several times in the movie. Those fucking titty yeah medusa's okay. medusa's uh are on display and they're oh looking God. pretty good they oh were turning my- only part of me to rock let me tell you uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good bit also i love that you call them jambalize like it's a stew from- yeah. <laughs> it's a spicy jambalai uh, you're like oh you go you move them around you might find a bean you might, <laughs> you might find some sausage you don't know which you know what same of my boobs. You lift them up. You're like, what is under here? And I'm like, oh, I think that's a potato chip I dropped the other day. <laughs> so I have a little clip of uh, Grandpa and, uh, and Sherm watching uh, Medusa's Midnight Madness and uh, the horror movies in general here. Here we go. Hello, bloodsuckers. Ready to be turned to stone. Will you look at those hooters? Holy tomato. <laughs> Let's watch her tonight, okay, Grandpa? All the way to midnight. Hell yeah, we'll watch her. What about brain rock, Dad? The intellectual conspiracy? I've said it before and I'll say it again. War stories and monster movies are educational. They're survival-oriented. They always neutralize the enemy in the end. Grandpa gets it. Always neutralizing the enemy at the end. Yeah, gotta love him. 
I feel like Grandpa has killed a lot of minorities. Yeah. <laughs> Susie uh, is the other daughter. She's like a teenager. Uh, and uh, Susie has brings over her boyfriend who's named O.D., of course, played by the great Uncle Rico, John Grease. Uh um, Eric, I just thought about this. Do you think he's named O.D. because that's what he's going to do in about five years? Yeah, yeah. I like, I got it right away that his name is O.D. <laughs> bringing in your boyfriend whose name is O.D. Uh, I did like it. Hey, it's better than E.D. <laughs> yes. And uh, they ask if they could use the hot tub later, and they're like, no, mom and dad are going out for swinging tonight. And you're like, oh, okay. All right. Oh, Mary so Warnoff gross. and Stan are going to go out and hit the town. I can't wait till you get to see who they uh, uh, meet. Now, OD, who's dressed like full metal gear with a rat t shirt, uh, uh, mentions, uh, asks what grandpa's eating. And grandpa mentions that he's eating lizard tails. He's like, you know, you could cut them off and they just grow back on and you could keep on eating them. <laughs> <laughs> this, is so it's just a, this is a great bit, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Eric loves this part because you're like, man, if Ollie started selling, if Ollie's could just start selling me lizard tails, I wouldn't even need it. I now I I did write this down in the notes, but later in yeah. the movie, they're looking for Grandpa and they definitely mm -hmm. find his lizard collection, which is just you know he's been chopping the little tails off him. To, that's his <laughs> that's his food supply, so he could keep feeding him and eating lizard tails. Um, so fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, it it is really <laughs> fucked up. I like it a lot though. So, uh, Grandpa and Sherman though they uh, they they keep flipping around channels and they we get to see our uh, giant mutant alien that will soon be in the house. Uh, they're like, this is boring. Ew, it's just it's not even doing anything. Uh, they fall asleep, but the monster comes to visit them in the night, uh, uh, poking its spooky eyeball underneath the boys. Uh, bed sheet or a blanket that he's laying with and uh, they immediately go to uh, start getting ready to defend the house although grandpa is not so sure what he saw he thinks it might just be robbers <laughs> and this thing it's worth mentioning this thing looks like what evil is in evil dead 2 when you get to see it for a second like the closest thing to describe it if you the very end of evil dead 2 and that giant face is like trying to bite ash in half yeah it's like that except left out on a real hot arizona day if it was made out of like ice cream and he's kind of melty a little bit like a like a mashup between that and pizza the hut if you will um <laughs> It kind of looks like something my cats have thrown up and it became sentient. Oh, yeah. Why do cats throw up so much pink? I don't understand. You know what it is? It's the colors, the dyes in cat food. Most cat food has some, like, red dye in it. Because yeah. you see, like, kibble, kitty kibble has, like, brown and some reds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. It's also mixed with their um, cat hair. Interesting. So I have two orange cats. Oh. And the pigmentation always messes just does what it looks like mm. and it just smells like it smells like tuna salad um i know this probably isn't gonna hit with you but i'm gonna say it anyway okay good name for a, a cat if you're a wrestling fan orange cat um just gonna throw that out there i'm gonna pretend that I know who that is. <laughs> and I'm going to go, oh my God, Eric, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, if I, I wish I did get it because you always make good wrestling there's, puns. There's a wrestler named Orange Cassidy, so uh, he's he's known as Freshly Squeezed Orange Cassidy, and his gimmick. Get this, you should you should really look him up sometimes. His gimmick is he doesn't try, so like he'll do this. He does these little kicks where he barely touches your leg, and everybody goes, "Oh, oh!" And he puts his hand. He wrestles with his hands in his pockets a lot, and will jump around and do stuff. <sighs> Eric, lazy. a man that barely tries. Yeah, you yeah. think he's available? <laughs> <sighs> so uh, they uh, they they're ready to go defend the home unit now. Grandpa has a full bomb shelter that's built beneath this uh, labyrinth of a house that doesn't look like a sound set. By the way, there's no <laughs> part of the house exterior outside that looks real at all. It all no. looks like a sound stage. Uh, but can I say? Oh no, I love that you brought that up. Can I say that I can't tell? It's like I hate it or I love that aesthetic that it's so weird yeah. and different. Almost like, yeah, it's almost on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there's a real art direction they went with. And it yeah. was what with it was whatever is laying around here. Uh, we'll make a set out of. Uh, but I have a little bit more audio of the uh, going back and forth here. Great balls of fire. Bible Rangers, first priority is defend the home unit. You got that, boy? Yes, sir. Remember what I taught you about the 30-round magazine, boy? I remember, Grandpa. I like it. I like it. 30-round mags. None of this uh, restriction on ammunition. Uh, <laughs> um, Eric, actually, I'm so sorry. Do you mind? Yeah. I just want to say, I do love that the guns, once they've been shot doesn't look like bullets they are just flashes of light yeah 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 100 <laughs> so uh the satellite repair man though uh mr norton comes back because he's here to fix it uh uh much to his own chagrin uh he gets to work on the satellite and sees that it's covered in alien goop uh grandpa intercepts him outside they go to inspect the house and there's lots of statues with tits uh everywhere there's the house is just covered in statues of titties and uh norton finally gets got by the mutant uh shortly after though so does grandpa uh and uh unfortunately sherman has to witness the monster attacking grandpa as well <laughs> Now, I do love the kills in this as the what basically what the monster does, which is just a giant mouth and an eye. He has so much character. I really I don't know if I said this. I love how this monster looks. He just looks I know he's supposed to be scary, but I kind of was like, I love I love him. I love him. and I want him to be my friend. But he he shoves <laughs> like a tentacle through grandpa's head and like completely crushes it and lets all this green goop. And then his tongue just kind of melts things. So as he licks them, it just kind of liquefies them into a full-on uh, street le street trash level pile of slime yeah well that's so good i'm glad you brought up street trash because i had the same thought of as well about the way people disintegrate and melt but at other times his tongue also looks more like a weird fucked up hand like yeah. it almost looks like it's grabbing and pulling things and it's because no, it is a weird fucked up hand puppeteer who's just piloting this yeah thing. I, but, but I like it but it's though. it's different it's cool i i also i do have to agree with you there is something sort of non-threatening about him like you feel bad for him yeah he just kind of looks like snuffleupagus that took a bath you know he's just out he's kind of wet an acid bath yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh 
Sherman ends up locking himself in the bomb shelter. And uh, as that's happening, mom and dad bring back the swingers. And uh, I have a little bit of the uh, the swingers showing up and Sherman trying to tell mom and dad about it. Oh, is he going to be joining us? Which is already Sherman. creepy. The kid shows up and they already go, oh, will this, will this small child be joining our fuck party? Which is already <laughs> awkward as hell. Um, <laughs> and uh, the two, the two um, swingers, one is named Spiro. Uh, he's played by Alejandro Rey. And he is a very uh, older looking, creepy uh, Greek Italian man. Um, yes. it's, it's, he's, a, he's rough to look at. And Cherry, played by Randy Brooks, who's just a, a, a classic 80s powerhouse, got a shortcut. But I talk <laughs> like this. Ah, here's a little <laughs> bit more of these two. Mom, Grandpa, a monster. For Christ's sake, he's having another one of his attacks. Sherman. Wake up, Sherman. You're dreaming. No, really. It's in the TV. Um, Stanley, why don't you show Spiro and Cherry around? It'll just be a minute. <laughs> Good idea. Maybe we should leave. Oh, no, no. Don't you dare. No, he just needs a pill. <laughs> now, go on, go on. <laughs> we can just get a pill so we can go back around to the fuck den. Can I also point out something you just made me realize by re-listening to this? That, like, how bad is your sex life? that your your pair is like you know what we think we're gonna leave and you're like don't you dare don't you like, fucking <laughs> if you fucking leave um i can't stomach his hog by myself no <laughs> not uh, oh bad um so uh they uh they meanwhile the they go down okay so Stan shows them around uh, to the Pleasure Den, the first stop, which is a a little TV area, Um, steps over his dad's pile of goo. Uh, Mom eventually finds this with Sherman and is mad at him for making a mess. Can't believe you would have left this here. So Sherman's getting blamed for everything. Uh, Meanwhile, the monster goes down into the bomb shelter for a little bit because it can transport wherever a TV is. And there's pretty much a TV in every room of this house, uh, including the bomb shelter. Now, uh, they head to the pool, which is is fun, is named the Pleasure Dome, Uh, the Pleasure Dome. uh, When the TV comes on, there's an ominous warning from Plutar. You must heed my warning. Destroy your satellite receivers. Dismantle your communication systems. Render your television sets inoperable for the next 200 Earth years. It may already (laughs) be too late. That was already way too much of an ask, all right? If you said 20 (laughs) minutes, first of all, so I I work for a uh, major... um, provider of cable television, we'll just say. Uh, mm-hmm. I won't. I won't state their name uh, because I want to have a job. But uh, mm-hmm. let me tell you something. When the cable goes out for, I'm I'm not like five minutes. Yeah. People lose their fucking minds. Yes. Okay. And I can attest to this. 200 yeah. years with no TV. Why don't you tell your fucking plan walking green goblin? Um, <laughs> um, can, <laughs> can I tell you the part, Eric, that bothers me the most? Yeah. What's that? Okay. They have a pool, but like in a part of the house that like is inside. Yeah. The moisture and mold that is probably brewing behind that wallpaper Ugh. makes me 
feel sick. Like their walls are probably wet to the touch. Yeah. It's just got a real, like that. If probably digging your finger into that drywall is like picking up a big old scoop of porridge from a bowl. Ugh, just. I was going to say it's like rubbing your hands through the walls of my uterus. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, I do have a little bit more of this uh, uh, this clip here. Let's see. I don't know. It, it looks kind of like that Japanese thing. Uh, you know, whatchamacallit. Uh, you know, where the, where the Martians steal all the Earth women and knock them up. <laughs> you know, to, to repopulate Mars. Oh, that sounds kinky. Is that hardcore? Fantastic idea for a movie. Martians diddling the women of the universe. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got it, Spiral. Intergalactic swingers. <laughs> <laughs> Intergalactic swingers, which I believe oh, is actually a Beastie Boys song, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, mom goes to go check on grandpa in the shelter, and uh, the mutant is now transformed into like a vaselined up version of grandpa because the after it absorbs somebody, it can kind of also like much like the thing uh, mm -hmm. mimic them, uh, but they're always very moist. There, there's mm -hmm. never a, a mimic creation that looks like a regular human. They're always just very wet. Um, I hate she, it. She shoves Sherman in there and locks him in there. Uh, meanwhile, Raquel and Spiro are having some back and forth. They decide, you know, Raquel, the mom, is trying to get it on with Spiro, this man who just, you know, he kind of looks like, he looks like the bad guy from Naked Gun 1, if that makes sense. Like a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> okay. He's got like curly hair. He's got a real creep vibe to him, you know? Yeah. Um, but she can't, she can't get enough of him. He's, and I have to mention, he's trying to pour drinks, which, Okay, so he said he's making a drink. It's just one bottle that he's pouring, and he's just doing a really shitty job at someone's home of like pouring it all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, This is from my home country. I was like, It's just the bottle you opened that you poured out. Like, it's I, okay. So, uh, mm. He, she's hoping that they can get the uh, the swinging started, but uh, apparently she's misread the room. Has there been some uh, misunderstanding? What do you mean? Well, I'm Greek, you know. Oh, of course you're Greek. It said so in the classifiers. Oh, don't worry. We're not prejudiced. No, no, no. You don't understand. I am into Greek. Greek culture. I like boys. <laughs> Stanley is such a manly man. <laughs> oh, my God. Stanley's never going to believe this. Oh, my God. Stanley's never going to believe we invited a gay in. Um. Oh, but so I guess is that the point that he's bisexual? Because he's like, oh, I'm married to a woman, but I yeah. swing so I can get it on with with dudes. Man, I kind of wish we would have had a lesbian scene with these two. Yeah, it would have been hot. Um, <laughs> so uh, Spiro goes back to meet up with Cherry. Uh, he hops in the pool. Um leaving uh leaving the two of them uh basically alone in there it's like filled with fog and whatever and uh uh she has already been turned by this time she is one with the the monster uh when she was left alone uh and it comes up at like a giant alligator head and just like crunches which around is, him which is great but i actually love before we even get there as you just see like 
like an alligator you just kind of see her nose in the top of her head in the fog and he gets in there and he's like oh what is this is this like a sex lube in the pool how exciting yeah Yeah, he definitely lifts his hands up and it's just gooey inside he's like oh i like this it feels like my skin um i i did make me think of jeremy when he was in the hot tub once yeah Also, I miss Jeremy so much that I've been tempted the whole time just to find something on my phone and go. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Now I feel better. Thank you for just showing me that. Um, I miss him. So he's going to be okay. Everybody wish him well. Mm -hmm. Send it. I buy things on his reverb nation. Um, So uh, Stan and Raquel go to confront uh, Spiro and he's not happy because Raquel tells Stan uh, about uh, uh, Spiro's uh, attraction to him. And uh, they walk in and see the pool is in total disarray. Jerry? What the hell did that homo do to the jacuzzi? (laughs) Maybe Spiro's cocktail made someone sicky poo. (laughs) Anyway, the monster immediately shows up and makes short work of both mom and dad uh, in the pool there, uh, absorbing them into the abyss. Uh, I just want to applaud the monster for not being a bigot. He he's polyamorous. He doesn't see human gender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanted an orgy, we got an orgy for you, and it's called <laughs> Inside of This Fucking Monstrous Thing. Uh, I'm just happy he's eating good. So, <laughs> meanwhile, Sherm keeps calling for help. Uh, he calls the police. They don't believe him. He even calls the Medusa show, who just completely disregards him. He's like, he's like, you know, if the police can't help us, can I call the lady with giant tits? Um, which honestly. Who amongst us hasn't done this? Um, I know. I I'm know the one I, getting the calls. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, they don't believe him. So he decides to blast his way out of the uh, the bomb shelter, remembering what his grandfather once told him. Remember what I taught you about explosives, boy? Blow your dang balls off. So... Uh, <laughs> I love that, like, his dad, his grandpa is a force ghost in his head. It gives the worst advice. It's great. Uh, it really is good. So, as he preps to blow the door open, though, Susie and OD arrive back home. Sherman gets loose and then warns Susie and OD that uh, they shouldn't go in the house, but they insist to stay to see if they can find their family uh, and the swingers. Uh, but uh, eventually, as they're walking around, they walk into the bedroom and they see mom and dad as well well as both swingers what appears to look like uh undercover so only like their head is exposed there <laughs> but they're very they're very wet and oily and uh, mm. i pulled this audio clip here of uh, them looking at all of them in the bed hi kids cherry spiro these are the kids hi yes remember kids you do your thing we do ours mother that is so disgusting. Night, night now, kids. Try and keep it down, will you? Thanks. Barf me out. Have any of you seen Gramps? Right here, honeybee. Just taking care <laughs> of business. <laughs> oh, Gramps, that is totally sicko. <laughs> oh, I'm just having the time of my life. I'm a regular Green Day song. Um... I was going to say, if they were all still in the pool, you could call it 
an incest pool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, OD is back in the other room. He's watching the warning that's still being constantly broadcast by Pluthar, uh, continuing to say that it'll eat all human life. Uh, and then the alien comes out to try to get OD. Uh, Sherman returns some fire, and it's very ineffective. But just as it's about to fucking absorb our sweet OD, uh, Uncle Rico, uh, it sees the, the leather gauntlets that are on his arm, and it has a flashback remembering its owner that took care of him and fed him. All it remembers is those little gauntlets. And uh, he takes this, OD takes it as a, as a sign. Did you see that? He looked right at my studs and cooled out. This dude's into metal! He's so barfy! He is not! It's cool. Oh, that sound, the last sound was not the monster. That's actually just regular Jeremy Belches that I had uh, imposed over the track. <laughs> at the track right there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, stop warming up. You're you have the week off. Um, <laughs> that is so. It's upsetting because it's accurate, and I hate this. <laughs> so, uh, so now that they they've seemingly befriended the uh, the monster, uh, they continue to feed him, uh, and he does not like anything but candy. He lo- he enjoys candy, but he man he hates TV dinner and all the poison that we put into our bodies. Uh, uh, then they decide to show him what real music is, and uh, there's this. Don't ever listen to that kind of music. It rots your brain. Now this is my band. I wrote this song. Thirteen goes. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So uh, he puts on some Jerry Woodworth Ridge, and uh, you know <laughs> he's really he's really becoming part of the family. Uh, they teach him to talk. They learn their names. Od, uh, and then they start fighting over who owns the mutant, and they decide to have a partnership, watching over the alien. Uh, they they think that the next logical step into this being that loves them very much like E.T. is get this motherfucker on TV. So uh, they 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 call Medusa. He also loves the Medusa show. He can't stop staring at her uh, rocking tits at all. He has to mm-hmm. constantly tune in. Um, so much so he gets mad when it goes off. He's like, no, it's been uh, so Men do the same things to my Instagram stories when I put them away. They they plead with Medusa one last time to put the alien on television. Please, Medusa. I'm sure if you saw him, you'd be interested. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And we're having sort of a party for him here, right now. A real fun party. Party, huh? You could just come and take a look. No obligation. He's going to be a big sensation. He talks and everything. If you don't help us, someone will. Oh, yeah? We're on Putterman Lane. Off Lonesome Canyon, at the end of the road. Well, like I said, kid, I got some other parties to hit, so uh, don't count on me anytime soon. Uh, bye now. 
<laughs> Which, by the way, she does it. She doesn't go to any other parties. She really just shows up there in when she feels like it later. Uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, he's not happy, though, that the Medusa show is off, and he finally goes fucking ape shit and eats uh, OD. Uh, at the same time, the cops are there because they're sick of the fake calls that they think Sherman is making. So the cops are there as OD's being eaten. Uh, he throws a grenade at him. Sherman does. And uh, the cop goes to go check it out. Uh, but the monster makes short work of that cop right after that. Ends up like melting his hand with his big tongue like that. He goes, oh! Well, I just want to say they need to remember the two laws of being a cop which is don't believe women or children. <laughs> exactly. Fuck. So uh, Sherman, uh, remembering Grandpa's advice, like the force goes to his head, says, yeah, got to get a brain shot. Puts him right down. And Susie points out very uh, helpfully that we don't even know where this thing's brain is. Um, uh, but that's never stopped a good plan. Uh, Susie <laughs> finds a spot uh, that was OG and all that's left behind are the studs that he was wearing before. Uh, Sherman shoots the TV to, uh, to hopefully prevent it from reappearing. And uh, they also realize that their parents have definitely been eaten at this point. So uh, meanwhile, the monster is watching TV in the pleasure dome. That's our, our pool room, loving aliens, destroying Washington, DC. And they try to shot it to death in the pool but it doesn't quite work they throw like the giant remote control satellite thing they're like don't get electrocuted by this so they try to electrocute it it doesn't necessarily work really exhausting every method they can to try to get rid of this thing all of a sudden our hero pluthar shows up uh, and explains to them what the monster is he was somebody's pet oh yes they're very lovable before they mutate okay but like how did it get here, in our house? In the extermination process, they are converted to pure energy, beamed to the farthest reaches of the universe. It's really a very safe form of waste disposal. Yeah, but, but like, what did it do with Mommy and Daddy, and Odie and Graham, and the TV guy? The beast has ingested Earthlings. Oh, dear heavens. I'll lose my position for this. Who cares about your stupid position? What about them? Well... The victim's genes could be extracted from the hungry beast tissue and grown in special serum cultures. You mean like clones? Clones of mommy and daddy? No, no, they'd be the real mommy and daddy. Of course, they'd have to live in special aquariums. There you go. So, uh, special aquarium future for our, uh, our mom and dad is a best case scenario at this point. Um, now... Right after he does that, he has like a laser. He's like, well, here, find me the monster so I can take care of it. And just as that happens, Medusa shows up to the party and just for no reason at all just goes ape shit on this fucking alien breaks the seal on his thing it just which barely, he can't take a, a a small headshot from a uh from a big titted woman and it breaks the the seal and it just explodes his entire body uh right away killing pluthar on the spot normally eric it's the other way around normally she's taking a big headshot yes <laughs> so 
He depressurizes suit, uh, uh, leaving a, only a, a glob of uh, exploded greenness and uh, the suit behind. And uh, all of a sudden, the fucking monster comes like the Kool-Aid man through a wall <laughs> into the room that they're in, like, like that. They're pleading with uh, Sherman, who now has the laser in his hands to shoot it, but he really can't get it to work. He busts off a shot or two, and a scene similar to that of the... Uh, 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 poltergeist he starts getting sucked into the monster and it just cuts right before he's about to enter the mouth like this uh, all of a sudden we see daylight outside and uh, we we see that uh, Medusa's driver is asleep in the front seat just been waiting for Medusa to come out you know she's a wild partier and uh, as, uh, as you see you hear the door snap behind uh, the driver as it pans back to show this thing that is like Medusa's face, but like tentacles and wetness and gross. And make it snappy. And come on, come on, come on. <laughs> just demands it to drive, which brings us to an end of Terror Vision, the 1986 classic. Ashley, your final thoughts on Terror Vision. I really liked it. I thought it was a good time. Honestly, I have to say, when Eric suggested Terror Vision, I was like, is that when I have to make eye contact with Tommy? Um, <laughs> oh, man. I uh, I actually picked this movie up uh, uh, from Scream Factory or from Amazon. Uh, it's a double feature I got with uh, the video dead as well. Uh, it was like Which six I would, bucks. I would love us to do at some point. Um, but yeah, this is a really fun movie. Um, available online too. I bet. Where, where'd you? Is it free on Tubi right now? I watched a bootleg copy on YouTube and it was great. Okay, great. So it's very easily accessible. Enjoy yourself. Have a fun time. Watch Terror Vision. Um, it's a good time. Ashley, what do you got coming up? Oh, let's see. You can always catch me online at uh, AshleyPontiusLaughs.com. Uh, let's see. So there is a lot going on. Um, you can catch me uh, at Don't Tell Comedy uh, on the 21st. If you want tickets, go to DontTellComedy.com. And once you buy your ticket, uh, they'll tell you the location. Very cool. Love doing that format. Mm. Um, the 24th, I will be at comedy shows near me at Public Bar in D.C. Ooh, the great Joey Laffaro. He's good. He has laugh in his name, so you know he's funny. Uh, check all those shows coming up. Uh, of course, Eric Woodworth, myself, all things Eric Comedy. My socials are up on ericcomedy.com. But Die Laughing Productions, all the meat and potatoes. We're recording a Bushy show on the 27th, so mark your calendars. Magooby's Joke House, be there. Ashley, take us out. Yeah!